Hello and welcome to another episode of The Strive, where we interview people on their strive to be great. Today, I am here with Brendan Kumarasamy on his strive to be a great speaking coach. Thank you for coming, and how are you doing right now? Hey, Jeremiah. Good, man. Good. Happy to be on. Sweet. So let's get started on literally, I mean, so many questions, first of all. I mean, I am constantly being emailed now and talked to about, I'm trying to be great at this and that. And it's always like being an artist or being this like basketball player, video game professional. I mean, when, in, like, when did you decide, you know what? I'm going to be great at a, being a speaking coach. Yeah, it's oddly specific. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so what happened was when I was in university, I used to do these things called case competitions. So think of it like this, professional sports for nerds. So instead of three, four times a week, where a sports coach for basketball or soccer or football or any sport you want is yelling at you, running in the dirt, and you're doing a bunch of exercises, we did the same thing in presentations. It just instead of a, a sports coach, it was a senior executive of a company who was yelling at us in the same way. This presentation sucks. You need to change this, 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 this. And I loved every second of it. I did it for three years. I presented over 500 times. And I was like the warlord of that program. So when new students would enter it, I was the speaking coach because I just had a knack for it. It just came to me because I presented so much. So I was coaching people since I was 19 or 20 years old. Really wow. young, I got into this. But most people do case competitions to get a job in corporate, whether it's in investment banking or consulting. And a lot of those people do case competitions because it's a good competitive advantage because you get to meet all the employers before everyone else does. So that was the main reason people competed. And then I just had an obsession for it. So when I started working in consulting, what happened for me was... I transitioned from how do I use my money to make an impact on the world to how do I use my time and expertise. And Master Talk came to me because I was talking with a lot of the people I was coaching and they kept asking me the same question over and over again. And the question was, how did you learn how to speak? And I'd always respond with, I don't know. I just uh, present and I give a presentation. So Master Talk yeah. is yeah. what you're currently working on. Is that correct? Yeah. Exactly. Before we go, before we jump into that, I want to go back into this sports for nerds thing. I mean, that sounds super cool. First of all, I mean, so you guys would compete on presentations and then the prize would then pitch to big companies or. You got it. Exactly. So, wow. so think of it like this, a business would give you a problem. Yeah. Let's say uh, McDonald's comes in, they say, Hey, you know, a lot of these health conscious people who'd rather eat salads than burgers are leaving us. How do we get them back? Yeah. So that's a business problem, right? So they would hire, well, not hire, but they would ask a bunch of students like us yeah. to say, okay, build a case, make some PowerPoint slides, figure out a presentation, figure out a solution, read every page and present it back to us in three hours. Dude, anyone listening that wants to create a business around the child business development, or nerd for sports that is literally like blowing my head right now like the fact that we have esports with gaming is amazing there needs to be what is this called again case competition there needs to be a case competition like community like league you know um i mean that is awesome like if i was a kid i would love to go to that camp or love to be in that virtual 
community. That sounds great. And then look what happens, right? People like you come out of it and you're, and you're just, you're, you're going, I mean, every time I talk to people, uh, about what they're great in, you know, I've been doing it for a long time before this whole podcast, my whole life. I was just, you know what? I got to start putting it on a podcast. I realized the people who find out what they want to be great in younger are not, they don't have like a head start, but they're just so fulfilled that their life in general is just, it's just more fun and, 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 and quote unquote easier. Um, cause it's much more clear. You have a direction. Um, so that's great. So you said 19, you found this out, right? Exactly. And, and you said, I'm going to be great at being a speaker coach. That's, that's, that's great, man. We're, the last thing I want to say before we go into what you're even doing now is like, my biggest problem growing up was how do you just stick to something like that? I mean, there's so many things in the world that you could have done so many. And you're just like, no, actually, um, I like to coach people on how they talk and present. Absolutely. And, and I love this question, man. I think the best way of looking at it is simple. So there's two things I want to point out. One, the reason why young people like me or whatever, you know, whoever you want to call it, Zucks or all these people figure themselves out so quickly is because they're insane. There's this adage that I live by, which is be insane or be the same. So if you want to be like everyone else, wow. go do that. Go be the same. Go buy the BMW that oh everyone wants God. to buy. Right? Wow, that's so good. Be insane or, or be, be the, the same. same. Yeah. Something I just came up with. I was like in my basement. I was like, oh, that rhymes. <laughs> but it's very true. Right? If you want to do something unique, anything unique and special only stems from one's own unique perspective on life. Yeah. So there's only ever going to be one you in the same way there's only ever going to be one me. So for you, it's you're a builder. You like building a bunch of projects, helping people be more creative. For me, it was, well, I was really good at public speaking, unhealthily good, just really unhealthy. Like it was terrible. It was an obsession. <laughs> and it just morphed into master talk. But the transition and how it morphs is because I'm very open about my insanity. I practice to be more insane. So what's the tactic? The tactic is communicate the weird things that you do that aren't illegal to everyone around you. I'll start because I like setting the example. I love Justin Bieber. I love Taylor Swift's music. I don't care what anyone else thinks. I listen to them all the time. I'm a huge fan. Yeah. I also dance alone in my basement. Okay. I ask people uncomfortable questions about their life. I speak three languages, but I can karaoke in eight. So notice how everything that I just mentioned completely defies what society believes to be accurate and what you should be doing. Mm. Right. Wow. That's, let me practice that. Yeah. I also love Justin Bieber. It's one of my favorite artists. Just so much talent. I like his fashion and his music. Um, I have a weird obsession for just ideas and innovation to the point where anyone who knows me, like knows me, knows me. If I say, hey, I have an idea, they're like, oh my God. You know, it's like this thing that just haunts me. Um, I am completely obsessed with just building a social network to bring people together. And, it, and, and that's pretty insane because to be honest, everyone tries to build a social network and like there really just needs to be one, which is Facebook or LinkedIn, whatever. Um, but I have just been on this journey my whole life and who knows when it's going to come out, but it's going to come out. Um, and, uh, I, I, everyone that knows me always says I need to be an entertainer, whether that's an actor, whatever. 
but I've always been so afraid to be in front of screens publicly that I've never really even posted on Instagram my whole life until this year. And when I did that, I like conquered everything. And then I did this podcast and now I want to do YouTube next. Now I'm talking to people like you and just getting constantly motivated. So yeah, that's, that's my, how did you say it earlier? My, I love that man. In practice, being more, be insane or be the same. No, what was the second thing you said? Uh, what was the second thing I said? <laughs> I think it was, it was, oh, practice the weird things that you do on a daily basis. That are not illegal. That are not illegal. Yeah, yeah. don't do the second part. <laughs> yeah. So I just did that. That felt great, man. Thank you so much. Uh, course, yeah, that felt great. So let's and, get into it. Yeah, go ahead. What, what are you doing now? Yeah, for sure. So just building on what I'm doing now, like the other tip that I have for people to pick what they want to do in life is what I call competition is clarity. A lot of people say comparison is a bad thing. I think that's BS. Okay. Comparison is a, is a tool like any other. Mm. If you use a screwdriver on a wall, nothing's going to happen. But if you use a screwdriver on a nail, well, it's going to start screwing in the right place. Comparison works in the same way. If you compare the wrong things like, I don't know, cars or money or, some dumb stuff, then you're not going anywhere. But if you compare someone's accomplishments versus what they sacrificed to get there, now you're going to be very clear. So like you said, I had 10 ideas. Master Talk was one of them. Another one was being a motivational speaker, becoming a senior executive at IBM or at a company or doing, mm-hmm. you know, making a lot of money doing that, becoming a, a C-suite executive for a startup and all this stuff. I had a bunch of stuff. The reason I picked Master Talk was because it was the thing that I was the most competitive in. I could be a motivational speaker, but I'm probably going to be top 10, 20% in the world. Mm-hmm. But Master Talk was the only thing I could work on where I would be number one in the world, or at least I believe. That's why I focused all my intention on the thing that makes you number one. Because remember, our culture only values first place. If you get second place in the Olympics, I know this is stupid, but it's just true. Nobody cares. <laughs> Nobody remembers second place. And I'm not saying you need to be competitive. Yeah. I'm saying if you want to make work that matters, the best way to do that is to do what you're world class at. Now, I really appreciate that. I mean, honestly, the whole, this whole podcast is about my obsession of seeing people succeed, but more so seeing people be great at life because I truly believe life is too short not to be great at something and everyone will be great at what they love. And I haven't found mine. And so instead of me constantly drilling my head every single day, what am I going to be great at? What am I going to be great at? I was like, you know what? I'm just going to interview everyone else that already wants to be great at something and share their story. I got that from Justin from NextGen, guys. I mean, he, he gave me some great, great advice to the community. If you don't really know what you want to do with your life, just start interviewing the people that do, right? <laughs> and then it just come to you. So, so let's get back to Masterclass. What is, what is Masterclass? Yeah, so so Master Talk is essentially a YouTube channel that I started to help the world master the art of communication. Mm-hmm. So it's a YouTube series where you can go watch videos that I've personally made. Everything's handcrafted by me. Wow. And I like using the word handcraft in the sense I really put a lot of time into this. My, my video guy does all my production and stuff, but I come up with the content. Yeah. And this is a, a unique place, I believe, where you can actually master communication without giving me a dime. So mm-hmm. I think it's a great Bought for people to learn how to speak. Oh wow! You give everything out for free. I do. Yeah. Wow. So you're like, I want to be a great speaking coach, but I'm also going to give everything out for free. 
you got it man like i think i think that's what was missing in the industry you know and i was looking at my competition back to competition is clarity in the sense of i looked at all these people and i really didn't like them because they were lining up a lot their pockets making a lot of money and i charge the same rates that they do let's not kid ourselves but the difference is they weren't sharing any of the free content for people who couldn't afford them. And that really ticked me off because if you're going to be this successful and not pass on your knowledge to the next generation, you can't call yourself a coach in my opinion. Yeah. Right. Cause coaches are there to help people, including those that they can't reach. Right. Including those that they just can't afford them. That's why I wanted to do master tech. It was that burning desire that I just didn't have with my other nine ideas. That's great. I have, Another antidote for you, um, for Master Talk, you know, I went through university, you know, Drexel, and my grades were okay, you know, but my presentations always, what, what is what was my anchor to actually be successful. And my trick was always to be informative, but entertaining. I was always the most entertaining. So if people didn't like my thing, but they laughed, it was like, okay, it was cool. Cause all the other ones were so serious and informational that I was like, you, you hear it so many times, right? Like I would come on stage and be like, yeah. So, you know, like you just heard the last five times, blah, blah, blah. Like I would make fun of other people's presentations and it would just always work. So, um, that would be great to have on, on master talk, how to master your student presentation. Right. Do you have that? I should. I should definitely make one specifically for students. But usually I keep it more broad for everybody so because okay. there's not really a difference in a student presentation and a corporate one at the end of the day. But I, I definitely, maybe I should make one that's tailored to students. Great idea. Always here, man. Dude, that's great. So, so you are basically, you're a YouTube creator, right? I mean, that's you your day-to-day, just like constant, just drilling. Um, and do you work on the side? You got it. So I've, I'm also a technology consultant full-time and I coach people on public speaking as well. Oh, great. Okay. So, so basically you offer everything for free, but if people want more, they can pay you for something specific. Like, Hey, I'm going to do this speak. Oh my God. I had a graduation speak in community college, man. If I, (laughs) if I had you, oh my God, I would have, I would have been viral, but, (laughs) but like, uh, I got too personal and like got lost in my story. It was, it was okay. Whatever. But like, I look back at it and I'm always like, oh, if I would have just like had a coach at that moment, I would have just got up there and smashed it, you know? Um, but yeah, dude, I would have totally paid for someone like your services. My problem was, um, cause I did look into it. They were all a bit older. And when I would talk to them, they would be like, oh, so like you got to keep your stance strong and like head up. And I'm just like, what dude, I'm, I get that, but like, how can I get a better delivery? Like, do I do more emotion? Do I have a better tone of voice? Do I be more emotional? Is it like, it was like very old school driven. And I feel like, I don't know if I'm wrong. The market is like, when it comes to like a speaking coach, I think of only like older people. I, I, I totally agree with you. Like just to build on this, I hate coaches who don't follow their own advice. Okay. You can't coach someone on public speaking, who's delivering a keynote to 200 people if you've never done a keynote. It literally makes zero sense. It's like business coaches. How are you supposed to teach me how to go from six to seven figures if the only thing that you've done in life is 
is selling courses on how to get people from six to seven figures. And you've never actually ran a business. It's ridiculous. And it's crazy right? the amount of people that pay for that still. Right. Oh yeah. It's and, uh, just to be not off topic, but dude, this is a podcast of communication and just hanging out. It's not like some, if, there's like a rap song in my head. It's like, if you, if you haven't made a million, you can't teach me how to make a million. I forgot where it's from, but like completely true, man. It's like, you gotta, you gotta own what you teach. And I think that's what makes people like you shine so bright is like you live and breathe and you are obsessed with what you are trying to give to other people. Right. That's why I haven't found my strive yet because I am so obsessed with so many different things that I can't just pick one just like you have. Mm -hmm. Right. But when I, when I find people like you that have picked one, it is so amazing and so fulfilling for me to see someone have such a clear path to be great really be great right um and that's that's just so cool man anything else you're doing a post um from like the the youtube um i i heard you also do like if you're an accelerator out there you do like speaking for them for free as well yeah for sure but just to build on your point because i think that would be a good value for the audience as well in the sense of how do you find that uniqueness? How do you find that unique vision for yourself if you don't know what it is yet? So that's something I actually struggle with my whole life because Masterstruck is a fresh idea, right? So literally two years ago, I was just a normal guy. I never had this idea of making a YouTube channel. It seemed like a joke, to be honest, if you had told yeah. me that. So what, what changed? So the advice I have for people is if you don't have a vision for the world, steal someone else's. Okay? No, this is serious advice. Like, and it's funny though. Dude, that's perfect. Like, completely true. Completely. I, and I followed that advice to the T, by the way. I'll literally tell you my framework. So I was 20. Mm-hmm. Okay, I got my first corporate job. The only thing I cared about was getting out of poverty. Then I got out of it really yeah. quickly. I was like, whoa, this was too easy. And then I got out of poverty. And the next question was, what now? And I didn't have a passion. I didn't have an idea. So what did I do instead? I wrote this thing called the list. So the list is a group of individuals that I rank that I personally admire that are currently alive. And then from that list, and I'll share the list, but the idea is from that list, what I did after is I just said, what can I do to serve them? What can I do to add value? Because there's two types of people in the world. Let's keep it simple. There's people with the vision and there's people that don't have one. Like, is it? (laughs) And the vast majority of people lie in the second category. They don't have one. So the smart people in that category, what they do, or the people who really want to make a change and don't have a vision, is they say, okay, I don't have a vision. Let me help the person who does. So when I made the list, Scott Harrison, the CEO of Charity Water, was the number one person on my list for my own reasons. I just really admire what he built. So I just asked myself, what can I do for him? Is it copywriting? Is it getting his coffee? Whatever. And it just so happened that he had a book launch. He needed help selling books. That's not fun work, but that's how I'm adding value to the number one person on the list. Then I did that. And then on the book launch, I, I, was, I had the opportunity to have a live conversation with him and a bunch of other people who were like in that launch. And we asked him, what's your greatest challenge? Because that's what I want. So remember, at this point in time, I don't have a vision for the world. I'm just helping Scott. I'm just helping him execute on what he's doing. And he laughed and he said, well, you know, I struggle with getting long-term donors who donate 100 grand a year, who donate 60 grand a year to cover all the overhead. Mm -hmm. And I just said, I need to be one of those people. Mm-hmm. That's it. So I was happy. I w- before Master Talks were, I was more than content to make half a million dollars at a corporate job, 
to donate some of it to Charity Water, have a great family, and die. I was happy to just do that because I was serving somebody else's mission. It just so happened to get to that level, to make more money, to be more successful, to help Scott in that way. I needed to get better. So I got better at communication. I got the corporate job. And in that journey, Master Talk just fell on my lap. Man, that dude, my mentee needs to listen to this one because that is so powerful what you just said. You know, two things, two things. Like, it just hit me like, boom. That was probably loud on the podcast, but whatever. First thing, man, if you don't have a vision, it's okay, right? Like, find a vision that you also want to be a part of. And I think the hardest thing with that with people nowadays is even if they don't have a vision, they force it because they want to be that person. Right. And I think the second thing that you said was provide value, bro. And that, that's just so strong. Provide value in other people's lives. Cause things will ha- like, I know so many people in my life, you know, I come from also very private, uh, you know, uh, property. So many people in my life come from nothing and make something out of it. And always their story is because they were just helping this person randomly. And then this happened. And they took advantage of it. So you have to do two things. Give value. And then when the opportunity shows itself, take full advantage of it. Because if you're not looking and if you're not ready, you're not going to have that thing, right? Every big guy in this world that's like really big, like on your list, they always, are, they always have this like little lucky moment in their life. Exactly. Right? But that moment would not be lucky to other people because they won't know it. They won't see it. And they don't know what to do with it. So if you know what to do with that lucky moment and you take full advantage of it, then people like you turn out, right? Like that, right. just amazing, dude. Um, and dude, just building you. on that, like, cause I just love how we're riffing on this. Yeah. It's like most people don't even spend 10 minutes in their lives, not their day. I'm not even asking for an hour, 10 minutes in their lives to figure out what they actually believe in. Like, what do they believe? Like, for instance, okay, I'll give an example with me. I think anybody who doesn't take care of their parents is really retarded. After everything they do for you, like when I see people do that, it just pisses me off. That's one thing. Make a list of the things you actually believe in. I ask people this all the time. If you had all the money in the world, how would you spend your time? And they would say, travel. And then I would retort with, what are you going to do? Travel 40 years, then die? Is that all you're going to do in life? They don't have an answer. That is everyone's answer. Literally, that is, that is everyone's answer. Ridiculous. And then, when I, and then when I meet rich people, they're not traveling. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, for real, they're not, they're not traveling. That's I'm hilarious. like, yo, so what do you do with your money? And they're like, they have their whole plan. And they're like, you know, I'm hanging out with my family. I'm doing this for this person. I'm starting this. And I'm like, well, have you traveled? They're like, you know, I've been a couple places. But it's like, that's not a... Dude, that's so, dude, honestly, I can see why you're giving so much free content out on YouTube because you're not just, I mean, don't get me wrong. Your speaking is amazing. Like I can hear it and I'm pretty sure you can see some flaws and and help me out with my speaking, which I would appreciate because I'm doing this podcast thing. But the amount of just authentic information you are giving out, you can see, right? I have a lot of friends right now trying to be content creators and the one advice I give them constantly is be unofficial and be as authentic as possible. And what I mean by that is you have all these TikTokers and all these 
copy content people out there that are trying to do exactly what the other people have done. They want to be as good as them. If I'm, if I'm doing a music right now and I'm rapping or I'm speaking, I'm trying to be very, very polished and good. Here's the thing, guys. When you're building an audience, you need to be more like Brendan. You need to be very, very authentic. That is the only way people are going to come and support you early. Just like starting a company or a project, your early adopters don't care how pretty your product is, right? This podcast, <laughs> I have no mic. <laughs> I'm doing a YouTube thing. You know, it's not about that. It's not about that. It's about sharing people like Brendan to the world so that other people can not just get inspired, but also strive to be great. Because then when we ask them, what are you going to do with your money when you make it? They are not going to say travel. They're going to say, well, Brendan, what are you going to do with your money when you, when you become so big? Right. Oh, that's an interesting side. So I already know what I'm going to do. Okay. I want to be the youngest person ever to join the well. And so the well is Charity Waters private donor program. So how the organization works is 100% of all the money goes directly to the programs because the issue that we have in society is we don't trust charities for good reason because we don't know where the money goes so what scott did is he created two bank accounts one with overhead where we're going to get a bunch of rich people to fund all of this stuff and then you have people like you and me who donate 30 bucks a month to support the programs so this is insane like how can you do this get go to rich people and say oh can you fund all my salaries my printers and all that stuff but the crazy thing is he's, he pulled it off Gary Vaynerchuk, Daniel Eck, the founder of Spotify, Reid Hoffman, LinkedIn's founder. All these people are members of the well. They're all billionaires. They all have a lot of money. My goal is to be the youngest person in that group. So the second I the second Master Talk becomes financially successful, I will join the well. That's the first thing I'll do, right? And that's the point. You need to be clear on what it is you want to achieve. Like content creation, we I can riff about this forever. You know the secret to go from zero to a thousand subscribers? It's not SEO. It's not SEOing your titles. It's message every single person in your network, your friends, one by one, and ask them to subscribe. Most people aren't even willing to do that. So if you want to play something, if you want to do something, understand your sport. Understand the price you want to pay for the life you want to live. Yeah. People just look at these successful people and they go, wow, but they don't ask how. Yeah. They don't go like, how did you actually get there? Yeah. And then by understanding the pain, then go for it if you're down to take the pain. And the last thing I would say is to add on to that is the other thing about them looking at these successful people, unlike you, they're a little lazy. And I think laziness though is not just because they don't want to do anything in life. I think laziness comes from they don't know what they want to do, but they're not willing to do something and it might not turn out good because they're not obsessed over it, right? And so I think when you find something that you want to be obsessive over or you want to compete at, I think that's when there's, no, there's not even a thing called laziness, right? I think um, for you, I remember talking to you, I had an idea earlier in this episode about um, giving you a content idea and said, Oh, maybe I'm going to do that. When would you put that in your content? Do you have like a content calendar that you do? You got it. So whenever somebody gives me an idea, 
I add it to my list of titles and every Sunday or every month or depending on my schedule, because I've already created my content for the year, right? So I'm going to slack on it. Yeah, yeah, it's already done. So what I do is, hence why I understand the sport you're playing, right? So yeah. what I do is, and then I revisit all the titles that people have given me and I prioritize the ones I like to make and I just make them, right? So I think, I think the, at the end of the day, like, oh, there's one thing I wanted to say here is don't just, f- like the only way to become obsessed about something is to be obsessed yourself. Like you can't find insane ideas if you're not already crazy in the head, right? So yeah. you need to learn to, to essentially figure out what that belief system is. And then once you figure that out, the people you want to help, the people you want to serve, then you figure out what you actually believe to be true and then you pursue that. But if you never go through that exercise, it's no wonder you won't find a passion, right? Because you're not putting in the work to understand yourself. Another way I like to explain this is I know me more than you know you. Mm. I know me a lot more than anyone else knows themselves. I know what I'm good at, but most of all, I know what I'm shit at, right? I'm terrible at, and I play to my strengths. Yeah. Wow. Dude, this has been amazing. Thanks so much. Uh, Let's, let's definitely talk about before we get this, before we end this, let's talk about collaboration. How can people collab with you um, on just like a help standpoint? Like I gave you an idea. Hopefully that was helpful. What are other ways that you like to collaborate with people? Yeah, for sure. So the, the main thing that I like to do is either, you know, my goal at the end of the day is to, is to grow the YouTube channel to get people or more people access to this type of information. So I do that through multiple ways. I either get on podcasts, I have discussions with people, but I also give workshops for free to accelerators, any startup incubators around the world and how to speak and how to pitch. So if you're an incubator, you're an accelerator, or really any organization that's interested in that workshop, let me know. Like I've spoken at a lot of accelerators in my local cities. So I'd be happy to add value there. Okay, nice. Yeah, definitely. I know, I know two that I can reach out to. Um, and I'm assuming you're going to be a virtual speaking coach for a minute. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> which is great because if you're balling on a budget you can't be flying to places to speak for free right of course uh, exactly so how can people help you um reach this greatness yeah for sure I, if, if you're someone who wants to master communication or knows someone who does share them the videos that's all you know my youtube channel's master talk in one word so feel free to just share the word out if you have any questions for me, I'm not famous like Jeremiah. So send me a message on Instagram. I'm at Master Your Talk. I'm very accessible. I always answer everything. So don't be shy to just send me a message just to say hi as well. So when it comes to your channel, do you need any help whatsoever? You have everything. You have your, your editing, your everything. Yeah, yeah, so for the channel itself, I'm pretty sorted out because I'm, I'm very fortunate. And this is, the, by the way, the side benefit of just being a good person in life is your network is extremely powerful. So when I started Master Talk, I had a friend that I knew for five years who's been in the video game for since he was 16. So he's been doing this wow. whole life. Yeah. So when I reached out to him about Master Talk, he said, yeah, I'll give you a huge discount. Let's just make it happen. Right? So just people that you know that are there to support you. Same guy. The guy who did my logo did it for free, right? Oh, wow. So I think the idea is I'm very fortunate. I have a really strong team with Master talk so yeah. for youtube i don't really need any help i think it's more about uh, creating opportunities for me to just promote the channel so and by providing value of course like a lot of the workshops i, I usually charge thousands of dollars for so when i do it virtually i do it for free so i can promote the channel and add value wherever i can 
It's awesome, man. Well, I mean, dude, I'm totally going to do a workshop because I'm trying to get good at this speaking game. Um, that was amazing. Thank you so much for your time, energy. And to be honest, like, dude, like you're authentic, just like words. Like it, it, it really taught me a lot. I hope <laughs> whoever listens to this, I hope they get to, you know, listen to you in the way that I just listened to you because I'm like thinking of so many different things now that I need to go do. Um, so yeah, thank you for your time. Honestly. Of course, brother. My pleasure. Thanks for doing this for people. Of course, man. So this has been another episode of the Strive Podcast where we interview people on their strive to be great. If you know anyone that is striving to be great at anything, you can reach out to me at thestrivecontact at gmail.com. Thank you so much. Have a great day, guys. Yeah.